Hi, this is Pastor Curtis Crawford welcoming you to our podcast. At Revive Outreach Church, we're striving to revive an awareness of Christ in our communities through Christ-centered compassion, service, and evangelism. You can learn more about us online at www.reviveoc.org or on Facebook at facebook.com slash church. We hope that you enjoy this message, and God bless. stand for the reading of God's word. We're going to be continuing our study in the book of James, James chapter 3 this morning, beginning with verse 13. James chapter 3, beginning with verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruit, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. You may be seated. So as we begin to go through these verses here, keep your Bible, Bibles open, and we're going to go through here verse by verse and look at what James is trying to tell us. He's given us so much information uh, in, in, in his letter so far, these first uh, three and a half chapters. He's, he's uh, challenged us in every chapter. Uh, I know that uh, I've been challenged, and I'm the one preaching the messages, uh, challenged to to uh, be hearers, uh, doers, and not just hearers. We've been challenged to make sure that our actions uh, match our so-called faith, to make sure that if we have, you know, to check ourselves, if we have genuine saving faith, then it'll result in action and helping and serving. And we were challenged last week with our tongues, to keep our tongues under control, and that the person who can tame his tongue tames his whole body. That's a mature person the dangers of not controlling the tongue. And this week we're going to look at heavenly wisdom versus demonic wisdom. Because there are two wisdoms. There's the wisdom that comes from above and the wisdom that comes from earth. And the wisdom that comes from earth is demonic in nature. Amen. So let's look at verse 13. He says, who is wise and understanding among you? Now, before we go into, James is going to answer this question of who is wise and who is understanding. First of all, what he's saying here, the word wise means knowledge. There. Who is wise? Who has knowledge? And if you take with it the word understanding, the word Greek word translated understanding there uh, means to be able to apply knowledge. So who has knowledge among you and the ability to apply that knowledge. Now notice how he doesn't answer before we look at his answer. The way that he doesn't answer is he doesn't say the one who has advanced degrees. Mm-hmm. He doesn't answer it by saying the one who can pontificate for hours on various subjects and never be quiet. He doesn't say the one who's eloquent of speech. Or the one who gets straight A's in class. He's not talking about the one who 
himself wise and the world's eyes. He's saying, if you are wise, who among you is wise and able to apply that knowledge, that wisdom? Who among you? Not the elite, not the religious elite, not the highly educated, not who you and I would look to to be the ones who are our sources of wisdom. He says, let him show it as a person who has good conduct, that his works are done in meekness and wisdom. The person who is wise, who is knowledgeable, and who has understanding, who has the ability to apply that knowledge, will have good conduct. So they won't just talk about knowledge, and they won't talk about the application of that knowledge. They will actually live out that knowledge. They will be able to apply it to their own lives. Our world is filled with people who talk about knowledge and who talk about applied knowledge, but who don't actually do it in their own lives. You've all seen the self-help videos, the commercials on TV. You've heard the commercials on the radio. Pay me $25 and I'll tell you how to do X, Y, and Z. Give me 50 bucks and you can go to this conference and you'll learn how to be A, B, and C. Right? You've heard those on the radio and seen the infomercials. Uh, this someone with this knowledge is going to tell you how to give you that knowledge and how to apply it. Yet they themselves do not live according to the knowledge they're going to give you for $50. Mm -hmm. You have many people, teachers who stand in schools, teachers who stand in universities, teachers, preachers who stand behind the pulpit, who preach knowledge, and they even preach the application of knowledge, but their conduct does not reflect their words. And only a person who is wise in the heavenly wisdom, it will result in a, a direct result will be they'll have heavenly conduct. They'll have good conduct and their works that are done will be done in meekness of wisdom. So don't look for the highly educated. Look for the one who serves God. Look to the one who applies God's word the way that it's in their lives and doesn't just talk about it, but actually applies God's truth in their everyday living. Who doesn't get mad every time someone slights them. Who follows and is able to apply God's word no matter what's happening in their life. That's who you and I need to look to. That's heavenly wisdom. That's someone who has Godly, heavenly wisdom. Someone who knows God's word and actually applies God's word to their everyday lives and their everyday circumstances. If you do not apply God's word to your circumstances, you have a problem with wisdom. But James actually tells us if you lack wisdom, ask for it and he'll give it to you. Remember, we believe we talked about that in James chapter 1. So, you're not lost if you have difficulty applying God's truth to your life. You just need to ask God for help. And he will help you apply his truth to your life. 
But this is the key. Again, let me say it one more time. If you talk a good game, but you do not back it up with your life, then you do not walk in heavenly wisdom. Amen. Verse 14. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, that word bitter actually means something that is unpalatable to drink. You cannot drink it. Bitter envy taken together is someone who is jealous. Someone who is resentful. Someone with a bad attitude towards others. Someone who resents others and has a bad attitude towards them. That's demonic wisdom. Someone who does not treat their brother and sister with love and respect. Someone who gets angry and is resentful to others, jealous. Someone, that's demonic wisdom. That's earthly wisdom. Desiring what somebody else has and being jealous of them. Wanting what they have instead of working for it for yourself. That's demonic wisdom. And you can see in our society today that demonic earthly wisdom is rampant. Yes. It is demonic wisdom to destroy other people's lives when you feel like you've been wrong. Now listen, there are times that things, that there's injustices in this world. And there are people who experience injustice. But it is demonic wisdom to decide that your injustice should mean other people's lives should be destroyed. Yes. Amen. That's demonic wisdom. Because that's jealousy. That's envy. That's bitter envy. That's a bad attitude. That's jealousy. And God says you and I are not to be jealous or envy. Treat others with resentment. If you have self-seeking, this is self-seeking, this Greek word actually means entering into politics with wrong motives. That's what it meant. It means entering in or going into leadership positions or desiring leadership positions for the wrong motives. Now, we've seen that again. We've seen people who are wanting to be in leadership positions. Man, I'm trying desperately not to, 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 to be too controversial this morning. But you've seen self-seeking individuals who promoted and off the back of real pain and suffering make tons and tons of money, and spend it on themselves. We've seen that just in the last few months. That they elevate themselves to positions of leadership, not because they care, not because they love or want to serve the people they're trying to lead. They're self-seeking. They want what they can get out of it. Any, any pastor who outputs themselves, I don't care what they pastor, if they wanted that position because they want influence, that's demonic wisdom. Amen. If they wanted that position at that mega church or their church got to a certain size and they became more interested in money and serving themselves, then that's demonic wisdom. Amen. If planes become more important to you than souls saved, that's demonic wisdom. That's self-seeking. That's right in the church. Yes. From small churches to big churches. There's that self-seeking attitude. There's that bitterness, that jealousy, that resentment. That's in the church too. Right. 
where we are jealous and resentful of each other. And leaders want to be leaders simply for influence or to get, uh, uh, you know, some sort of praise or recognition. They want to be rewarded, and that's the only reason why they do it. That's self-seeking, and that's demonic wisdom. Do not boast and lie against the truth. So don't pretend if you have bitter envy in your heart and you're self-seeking, don't pretend that you're serving God. Don't boast about how great you are. Don't boast about how what a great Christian you are or how much you love God if you've got bitter envy and self-seeking in your heart. Yeah. Why? Because the wisdom that we just talked about above, bitter envy, self-seeking, demonic wisdom, does not come from God. But it's earthly, sensual, and demonic. Earthly wisdom does not come from God. Earthly wisdom it's earthly. It means it originated in the heart of man and has no place in God's word. If wisdom that the world preaches does not line up with God's truth in his word, then that's earthly wisdom right. and it comes from the devil. Amen. Earthly wisdom says look out for yourself and not your neighbor, your brother, your sister. Make sure you're okay first. That's earthly wisdom. Where God's wisdom says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. God's wisdom says, take care of the poor and the orphan. Earthly wisdom says, make sure you're number, number one. Mm -hmm. Right? God's wisdom says, put your faith and your trust in him even when you go through bad stuff and you're facing tough situations and you're facing bad circumstances. Earthly wisdom says, get mad at everybody around you. Earthly wisdom says, get revenge. Earthly wisdom says, take out, get back what you feel like someone stole and go steal it from them. Earthly wisdom says, get what you can get when you can get it as soon as you can get it and as much as you can get. But that's not God's wisdom. That does not line up with God's truth. Right. That's earthly wisdom. It's sensual, meaning it's all about humans mm -hmm. and nothing spiritual to it. It's all about what affects mankind and nothing to do with God. That's what that means there. Humanistic, it means looking out for humans more than we care about what God has to say. It means looking out, uh, it, it, it means worrying more about, you know, what makes me feel good than what God's truth has to say. Right. And if you look around, you will see that prevalent in the United States today. Not what God's truth has to say, but what gives me comfort, what gives me joy in this world that's not in his word. I identify as this. I identify as that. I want to do this. I want to do that. It's completely contrary to God's word. That's sensual wisdom. What you want to make you feel good that's contrary to God's word is sensual. That's what it's talking about there. It's demonic. That should scare everyone. Yeah. When you have self-envy, or bitter envy in your hearts, and you are self-seeking, as I described, and as James is speaking here, that comes from the devil. No matter how many times you go to church during the week, no matter how many times that you sit on the pew, 
No matter how many scriptures you have memorized, if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your heart, that is from the devil. And it is demonic. And that is challenging because you and I can get caught up sometimes in self-seeking. We get caught up in bitter envy sometimes. But we must remember that's not from God. That's from the devil, the yes. enemy of our souls, whose goal is to steal, to kill, to destroy. Yes. Right? For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. So where there's bitter envy, resentment and jealousies, and where there's self-seeking, only looking at what you can get and what's good for you, where there's those things, then the results will always be confusion. Look around. We're in a world of confusion. Mm -hmm. Confusion everywhere. For goodness sakes, we want to allow men, biological men, to race and perform in women's sports. That's confusion. That's just dumb. Anyone who would stop and reason for a moment with common sense would realize how stupid that is. Right. That's confusion. Playing to allowing children to take puberty blockers or to have some sort of surgery to affect their gender. That's confusion. To support that kind of change to a five-year-old's body when they don't even know what their favorite color is yet. Yep, right. They don't even know who they are as a person yet. But to support that, that's confusion. That's absolutely crazy, but it's bitter envy, and it's self-seeking. Mm -hmm. Parents who want to put on their kids because they want attention. Oh, that gets me mad. They want attention for themselves. And so therefore, they decide their kids can decide their gender when they want to. Well, my child is asexual. No, your child was born a male or a female by God's design. And that child will not know who they are when they're three-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old. I got to tell you, if you would have looked at me when I was playing with girls' Barbie dolls because we had them in the house, People today would have thought, my goodness, he must be uh, like boys. That's how they are today. I've talked to people, literally, who they encourage their children, their boys, to be gay because they play with girls' toys. What? Where, what is going on? That's confusion. That's where bitter envy and self-seeking are. You're not worried about your child. You're worried about what the world thinks about you. And the church is it's right in the church. We're so worried about being rejected or looking down upon that we accept lifestyles and behaviors that God has emphatically said are wrong. Yes, amen. When gender dysphoria, which is, has always been a known mental condition that has been treated medically as now considered mainstream and is, is praised and worshipped, we have a problem. There's confusion. Yes. Amen. Confusion. And every evil thing are there. Now that word evil means evil, but it also means worthless. 
So it can mean bad things like you and I would consider evil, but it also means worthless things. Putting our time, our effort, and our energy into stuff that has no kingdom value. Bitter envy and self-seeking will lead us to invest our resources in worthless things. They obviously will lead to evil things, but also worthless things. Where are we putting our time and our attention at? Are we spending hours watching Netflix and then saying we have no time to pray? Are we spending hours playing video games and then saying we have no time to read our Bibles? We're putting our time into worthless things. Our resources, our energy, our attention, and the worthless things. That's what that is saying there. If you've got bitter, if you, if you are pouring your life into worthless things, you need to check yourself. Right. Yep. If you are not kingdom-minded, I must check myself. Where am, do I have hidden down in there bitter envy and self-seeking that's causing me to do worthless things? Do I want to please myself more than I want to please God? Do I want to make myself feel good more than I want to have a relationship with God? That's self-seeking. And it results in us putting effort into worthless things. I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of getting on YouTube and watching YouTube videos for two hours. I'm sure I'm probably the only one in here that's done that. I'm guilty of going down the rabbit hole, getting caught in a show on Netflix and binge watching, you know, WandaVision. I'm guilty of that. We're all guilty of, why? Because I don't want to think about real life right now. Right. Because it hurts. Yep. Unfortunately, that's self-seeking. Because who should we be seeking? Yep. God. Seeking to get peace, comfort, joy from some other source than God is self-seeking mm -hmm. instead of God-seeking. Now here is what verse 17 says. But the wisdom that is from above, that means the wisdom that comes from God is first pure. That means, that word pure there means it has integrity. It means that God, when uh, one who operates in God's wisdom has integrity and is not complicated with ulterior motives. It means their behaviors, the choices they make, are always God first. Godly wisdom will always put God first in everything. That is the exact opposite of demonic wisdom. Godly wisdom is pure. It has integrity. I'm going to put your needs above my needs. Even when I'm hurting, even when I feel slighted, I'm going to have integrity and I'm going to treat you the way that God would want me to treat you. I'm going to serve God first before anybody else. I'm not in it for anybody else but my relationship with him. Every leader, every teacher, all of that, I'm only there because I love God. That's what it means. It's pure and it's peaceable. That word peaceable means peacemaking. Mm -hmm. Meaning that even when you're wrong, instead of responding in anger, you respond in love. And listen, we all get wrong. We all get our feelings hurt. People say to us mean things. They hurt us in some way. But godly wisdom says respond as a peacemaker. Mm -hmm. 
Demonic wisdom says be angry, be resentful, and get revenge. Demonic, or God's wisdom says live at peace and let God handle the circumstances. Be a peacemaker. Paul says as much as it depends upon you and me, live at peace with everybody. Right. We're to be peacemakers. So if we're not living our lives as peacemakers, then we need to check where our wisdom is. Is our wisdom coming from God? Is our wisdom coming from earthly wisdom, the, the enemy? It's gentle. It loves everybody. It serves. It gives. No matter how anyone treats you, it serves. It's a giving. Putting others before yourself. That's godly wisdom. The people who have suffered injustices right now, there have been injustices. There have been. But the way that God says handle that is through prayer, through love, not through destruction and revenge. In fact, the Bible says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. Not vengeance is yours. Do what you need to do to feel great about yourself again. It's up to God. Put your faith and trust in him. And even if you don't get the result that you want on earth, you will in heaven. Right. Amen. That's where Christians got to be different. We can't get caught up in all this mess and the earth and the political nonsense. We need to be heavenly minded. Right. Amen. We need to be heavenly minded. And not get caught up in all this nonsense. Be at peace. Live what God says for us to live. Not what the world tells us how we should act. Right. Not the way the world tells us to respond. Not the way the world tells They're trying to control your very thoughts right now. Right. Your very ability to speak what God's word says. They're trying to challenge that and take that away from you right now. Okay. They are. We, but we're not instructed to hate them. Right. We're instructed to pray for them. Yes. We're instructed to be at peace with them. As much as it depends on you, be at peace with everyone. Yeah. Willing to yield. That means being obedient. Obedient to God's word. Obedient to God's truth. Okay? It means that you and I obey God before we obey anybody else. And our lives, if we are walking in godly wisdom, will we'll be... Uh, characterized by obedience to God, mm -hmm. full of mercy, mm -hmm. love and mercy and tender heartedness. Oh my goodness, tender heartedness is something I struggle with sometimes. Because there's just some people that make your heart feel like stone. But we are to treat everyone with tender heartedness, mm -hmm. mercy. Mm -hmm. Just like God loves all of us, right. no matter what we've done. And shows us mercy. He has a tender heart towards us. And even though we deserve judgment, he doesn't issue judgment on us. We must treat others the same way. Tender heartedly. Yes. Right? We must show mercy. There'll be good fruit. So where there's heavenly wisdom, there won't be rotten fruit. There'll be good fruit. 
There will be fruit that's edible, fruit for the world to see. It will be obvious to everyone that you're walking in heavenly wisdom because of the good fruit that you bear. You'll bear the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. Wow, I remembered all those. That's crazy. <laughs> Faithfulness. Thank well, okay, I missed one. Um, we'll walk in our fruit. They'll be obvious. To the world around us. We'll be the peacemakers. We'll be the ones walking in love. We'll be the ones living and distributing fruit around us. While everybody else is walking in anger and confusion and hate. We don't have to walk in confusion as children of Christ. We've got the truth right here, yes. and we don't have to walk in confusion or be caught up in the confusion of the world if our eyes are focused on him. Yes. Don't get caught up in causes. Get caught up in Christ. Amen. Ooh, Amen. Tweet that, Billy. Don't That's get caught good. up in causes. Get caught up in Christ. Every time I tell Billy that, he tweets it on Facebook or puts it on Facebook. That's good. It is good. And we'll bear fruit. Without partiality, meaning we'll treat everyone the same. Just like James already talked about earlier in chapter 2. We will love everyone the way that God loves everyone. And we will treat everyone the way that God would want us to treat them. If we are walking in heavenly wisdom. We won't seek revenge. We'll seek mercy. That's tough. That's hard to live by. James is a challenging book. It's a challenging letter. He doesn't let up from beginning to end. It's a challenge to you and I. And we will not have hypocrisy. Hypocrisy exists in demonic wisdom. It does not exist in godly wisdom. We're not to talk one thing and do something different. We are to live our lives walking daily with our hand and God's hand. Yes. Walking daily, seeking him and it will be reflected in our actions, and we will not be hypocrites. We will not be hypocrites if we are walking close with God. Now, we all make mistakes. We all are going to mess up. We're all going to, every once in a while, uh, make a mistake that makes us look like a hypocrite. We do make hypocritical mistakes. I make hypocritical mistakes. But your life should not be characterized by hypocritical mistakes. Right. It should be characterized by God's love and that fruit. Verse 18. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. You demonstrate righteousness and righteousness flourishes where there's peace and people who strive to make peace. When it is all said and done, godly wisdom leads to peace. Amen. You want peace, you want comfort, you want joy, it comes in walking in godly wisdom. Why? Because when it all comes down to it, I put it all in God's hands. Right. And when I put it in God's hands, I don't worry about what's in the world's hands. When it's in God's hands, I don't worry about what's in the world's hands. I, I can put my faith and lean on him. When I apply God's truth to my life, that's godly wisdom. And when I do that, I do not have to worry. There will be peace. And not only will I have peace, but I can bring peace to others. Right. That peace of I have will rub off on others. They'll be able to tell mm -hmm. that we're walking in godly wisdom. Mm 
Let us stand. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that you enjoyed it and were blessed by it. Each month we have people from all over the world who listen to the messages made available. If you've been blessed by this ministry, would you consider making a donation of any amount to help support us as we continue to reach the loss for Christ? Donations can be made online at www.reviveoc.org or by check at Revive Outreach Church, 411 Chatham Heights Road, Suite 101, Fredericksburg, Virginia, 22405. Thank you for your prayers and your continued support. May God richly bless you.